0: to bailing scaling and barbecue where the boys talk about hunting fishing and cooking now to your host lawson white uh g'day listeners and today i've got a uh, special guest i've got ned make how are you mate how are you doing
1: great mate. thanks
0: very much for having me on oh that's all right that's all right um so for the listeners who don't know ned uh, ned's been around for a long time um Greg Tonkins, Tonks, we've had him on before. He's recommended uh, Ned to us, and Ned is a, a world of knowledge. Um, from what I've had, have experienced with Tonks, he's, he's given me a, a very serious uh, rundown, and um, it's quite impressive. I'm 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 uh, I can barely say half of the words he's, he's, he's put on here. Um, so can you can you can you tell us, Ned? Um, so where you from, mate? We'll start off from where you're from, and we'll we'll, we'll start with the start. Uh, well I think the might
1: be uh, might be taking the piss out of you too but um, <laughs> anyway um, look I'm from Inverell I was born in Inverell and I went away for I was here for 20 years and then went away for 20 odd years and I've been back about 20 years So according to my bank I'm a senior citizen now so I'm <laughs> 60 in a couple of days um, and uh, you know I, I, I come from sort of an outdoor family and and um, you know I've enjoyed the outdoors. You know, all my life. Luckily, um, every job I've ever taken has been based on whether there were pigs in the area or not, because that's my obsession. Yeah. Um, is uh, is pigs? I'll, I'll hunt anything, but I really love hunting with uh, hunting pigs with dogs.
0: Okay, so um, who who got you into the the pig hunting with dogs, mate? Who was it? Your father or family member? Um, uh, no, it was um,
1: it was something that. I can remember when I was a little kid at school and I had to do, you know, a project or something and for some reason I wanted to do it about pigs. I'd heard about pigs and wild pigs and things like that because my my, uh, my immediate family came from Krubel, which is not far from Moree and pigs were a thing that were discussed um, and I, I, I don't know why, but I was just always a bit obsessed with them. Then... Uh, you know, I, I saw pigs when I was about ten or eleven with a cousin. Um, we went out for an afternoon and we just saw everything. Foxes, you know. He had about ten dogs of just the station dogs, you know. Yeah. And uh, they just ran about and put up whatever, and it was a good shot, and you know, and rah rah. rah. And anyway, we bumped into a big boar, and I just just thought, holy shit, this is <laughs> this is a thing, you know, like this is real. Um. Then when I was I was forever talking about it and you know doing the school stuff on it and I was driving teachers mad with that sort of stuff and then um, uh, Dad organised for me to go out with um, with Ian Collie when I was 15. Now, Ian Collie in the in the big picture of, of pig hunting is quite, quite a well-known name and, and, and remains to this day the bloke that would probably know the most about pigs that I've ever come across in my life. Uh, and he lived at Inverell, of course. Anyway, my Dad, uh, dad organised for him and Gobby O'Brien to take me out, and um, we <laughs> I was taken out with uh, with Jeff O'Brien as well. Uh, RIP, Jeff's not with us anymore. And we went up to this particular place, and it was just a uh, wild and crazy adventure. You know, big hills, blackberries, you know, uh, all that sort of stuff. And I just was—I just thought this is it. This is, this is my future. <laughs> so by about 18 or so, might have been 17, but I can't remember, um, I had my own dogs and I had my own places and my own vehicle and things like that, and that's when I count my start in, um, in pig hunting with dogs. So, you know, I, I don't count it from when I first saw pigs, just from when I had responsibility,
0: yeah. you
1: know, so when when... If something went wrong, it was my fault and I had to work out how to get out of it, uh, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you know, it, it's, I don't know, I, people say why YPs, I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea, it's just they do it for me. Yeah. The only thing else that I like at the same level is scrub bulls.
0: You know, wow. that's, that's a big change. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I, well, I just like serious things.
0: Yeah, you know, yeah I, like, I, I understand um, what you, you, you're saying. I think I think my brother's on the on the same thing. He he loves his scrub balls and, he, and his big balls. He kind of it doesn't even interest him if he catches a sow. He wants the big fudders. So it's um.
1: Yeah. Look. Well. See. One of the big changes that I've had in my life as I've got older is that I don't in my head I'm not hunting anymore. I'm training dogs. So every hunt is a positive, no matter what happens. Yeah. So I've got. Um, you know, I've either got dogs or I'm training for myself or I'm training for other people. So I'm looking at, I'm watching the dogs now more than the pigs. And yeah. the, a big boar will, will, will present itself, you know, a, as a thing you can't ignore no matter what you're what what you trying to think in your mind. You've, you've got to focus on the pig, on the big boar. Yeah. But the rest of the pig, I, I never have a bad hunt because I'm never hunting. I'm always training a dog, if you know what I mean. So yeah. in my head, I'm just... I'm enjoying the outing, and I'm looking for, you know, the some sort of psychological key to that particular dog. Okay. Mm.
0: Can you can you talk a bit? We'll we'll go back to the start later. But w- yep. when you you talk about training, you you've obviously um, we talked about before we we jumped on air, but you're saying about contracts and all this kind of stuff about uh, making money off training dogs. Um, and you know hunting pigs and stuff like that so you you've made a a, a living out of it obviously um how how did for, for me in, for me it was um i've had to work it out how to train a dog um i've had people along the way and I, a lot of the guys i uh how would you say leached off were cattlemen um you know training collies and kelpies and you know like staying behind and and you know, and I, I would barely know the basics. I reckon um, for a dog, mate. What are you looking for while you're hunting? And like, can you tell the listeners um, for you what would be a process of picking a picking a pup, all that kind of stuff, having a look at how it hunts and just the training stuff, the the basics. Oh stuff. gee,
1: okay. That that's a that's a you know, a million-dollar question. Um, so there's two parts to that from, from where I sit. It, it, you can turn nearly any dog into a pig dog. It's just a matter of whether you've got the time because even if a dog is not inclined, you can teach them all sorts of stuff. That's not really the gig. Like, see, the, the, the key is to get a dog that's, that's got a propensity to... to Peak hunt in the first place that saves you an enormous amount of time yeah. so blokes often are buying you know this cross with that cross with this cross therefore that'll have the strength of the of the mastiff and the height of the great dane and the speed of the, the no, all of that's bullshit yeah because it's, it's it's the it's the will in that particular dog to do the job so you can put you know bloodhound into a dog and end up with a good pig dog. You can put English bull terrier into a dog and end up with a good pig dog. You can put um, you know German short haired pointer, wolfhound, you know Dane cattle dog, whatever, and end up with a good pig dog. What, what you're looking for is the urge to do the job because that just makes it so much simpler. You yeah. know. So um, what I get in terms of training, is a lot of dogs that um, have the breeding to do it but might not have had the experience to do it. So if I was picking from a pup, what I what I would do, because I want a dog that will, uh, well, up until recently I've never used a bailer because I always just wanted hard-finding dogs. So what I would do in that case is I would have all the pups and, you know, have them in, say, maybe a, Two meter circle, and I would just sit and watch him. The first dog out of that circle that's out having a bit of a poke around, that might be, might well be the pup that I'd pick out of my own dogs because it's the one that wants to go. You know, it's, that's not, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be the best dog or anything like that, but that's what I would use. Because I'd be going for, I want a dog that gets away from me. I don't want a dog hanging around looking for a pat or wanting to be loved. Yeah. You know, I want a dog that's going, okay, let's go and and heads out. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's what I would be looking for in a pup. I'm also looking for, you know, confidence and things like that. I, it's easier to rein a dog back than it is to try and get a dog to go forward. Okay. You can't, you can't make a dog want to contact a pig. Yeah. They, they, either, they either want to do it or they don't. And if they're, um, this is not to say that that this is the perfect pig dog or anything like that. I'm just saying just what I like, yeah, you know. No. But I'm, I'm I'm lucky in that I'm in piggy country and I'm still getting out maybe four times a week. So I'm looking for dogs that'll go, you know. I'm yeah. I'm I'm not looking for um, a dog that's the family pet and you know then we go out once every two months. That's a different thing you're looking for, because yeah. the most important thing there is you're looking for a dog that's not going to bite a kid, yeah. you know, or whatever, so it's a fluid thing, and, the, and there's there's no, you can't pick hunt for Australia, so there's no one formula that gives you the right dog, it's about the right dog for you, and for your personality, you know, so I want dogs that'll find, I want, and in the past, I wanted them that they'll smack a big ball when they find it. Yeah. you know, no question. <laughs> Uh, and they won't quit. So, you, you, so you know, I would breed my own, and and my family has, you know, our, our own little family of dogs, and we, we you know, we've, we've got that from, you know, forty odd years of watching who else had what and getting those dogs in, and you know, so if if it's one of ours, we will guarantee it to to find and hold. Not that we look to sell pups. We're not we're not looking to do that. But yeah, it's just that. Yeah. Um, yeah. For our way of hunting, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. But the but the you know for the trainee dogs, what you're looking for is if you're training other people's dogs, what you're looking to do is try and get into that dog's head and find out what what's motivating that dog and what's holding it back.
0: Yeah.
1: And one of the the things that I always say to people is just be way more patient than I ever was. You know, it's just. That, when when you go out looking for a pig with your with your new dog or your pup or something like that, don't think you're hunting pigs because too many pokes are focused on how many pigs have I got and have I got a big boar. Yeah.
0: When
1: that that's a way that's a recipe for buggering a dog.
0: Yeah,
1: because if you're all focused on that and the dog isn't performing exactly the way you think, you're you're a chance to chip the dog or be angry with the dog or be frustrated. And dogs can read all that. Yeah. Um, So you've just got to, in my view, you've got to look at every hunt as a training exercise so that when you go out, you know, if your dog does one more thing that takes you closer to getting pigs, that's great. You're a success. It's about finding the the level of success in a dog. Um, And I say all that on the basis that as a young bloke, I just wanted to catch pigs. I just, you know, I, I used to be very fit and we just run them down if we had i can remember one one day at gundawindu we had uh we had four blokes and 12 dogs and we hit a mob of 13 pigs and i got the 13th it took me a a mile to get him and i got him and i got him without a dog Uh, and that's what i mean by that sort of level of obsession um it's it's that's not good for training dogs (laughs) <laughs> that's the opposite of uh of what you want for training dogs you want to be calmer and that's easier when you're 60 odd because you've got much choice to be calmer because you're not running down <laughs> any pigs you know.
0: so you're not the one chasing the pigs anymore you've got the you no, got, no i'm pointing
1: i do a lot of pointing yeah. Yeah. Go over there
0: you've got off- enough you've obviously you. got enough offside of rolling and, and, and getting and all that
1: <laughs> yeah well i i mostly go by myself and that's why i've gone to um, a couple of bailers now tongs put me onto the whole bailing world yeah. and it was a real it was a real shift for me and sort of a um, I had to overcome my own ego there because it was it was it's a hard thing to go well you know you're a fat old man now you, you, <laughs> because the, the you know the dogs suffer if you're not getting there I'm in in hilly country and lots of berries and things like that so if you're not getting there quick um. You know, the dogs can pay the price for that, and you know, you've got to overcome your own ego and just go, well, What's the most practical way I can do this so that I can keep going? Anyway, Tom's put me onto a couple of um, handy shop dogs, and uh, I mean, they've been an absolute revelation for me. I, you know, if I hadn't been so ignorant earlier on, I would have had them a lot earlier, but. They just they just get out there and they'll find them and they'll pull them up and um and then we just saunter to them. We stroll up. There, so we're like gentlemen. We could probably wear tweeds and like <laughs> deer stalker hats and say it's jolly good show. Yeah, you know, yeah, we're, we're that casual now. It's a
0: different animal not it.
1: <laughs> mostly, I'm by myself, so you know that's what I do. If I've got, um, I do a bit of training of, of hunters too. You know, I've got a couple of packages that I do that, and and. Uh, I had a young bloke say to me the other day. He said the best thing I ever learnt was uh, we're driving around and you just said, "Oh, a good boy over there." And the young bloke said, oh, "I nearly shit myself. I'm ready to jump out of the car." And, and I was just saying, "Just be cool, be cool. You know, yeah. At least I'll to pick him up. Just there, he's just there. He's just walking along." Because see, when I was younger, it was there's a pig run out. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And what I've learned as I've got older is just there's a pig. He's not bolting. Just keep everything
0: calm. Let's just let the dogs drift out, let them float away. You know, it's, Especially... it's actually more fun to watch if, because um, oh. I, I, we're the same. I, um, Dad is also. Uh, he used to box pigs and that, and we, it was, right. we were like that. You know, it was, there was luggers and it was. He was for him. It was time and money. You know, we're, we're out. there yep. going out there to shoot roos. We're driving two hours to this place. We got to get there in. in a pig was sometimes not a nuisance, but is obviously a pig was way more than a kangaroo. So you'd, you got to get there quickly and do it quickly and get it over and done with and, and get back in the, you know, the car and keep going. Cause this is a big property. <coughs> so we went from, obviously we went, we had luggers at start. Then we went to bailers. And like you said, <laughs> I know exactly what you meant when you, you just stroll up in with the bailers and it's, it makes life a little bit less stressful. But I know what you're saying when the, Take your time. You see that pig you, you you can just kind of drive on over and take your time. You don't have to sprint and all that.
1: Oh yeah, and yeah, um, got the amount of money I've spent on wrecked cars and vets and things like that just because, as I said, yeah, my, you know, my flaw was I was um, I wanted contact with the pigs and I was a bit too arrogant to learn, and so it's taken me till now to learn, I guess. Yeah. But um. Yeah, so, it, and it's hard when you're young, you know, like the, the bell curve on pig hunters is um, about 18 to 32, according to the, um, uh, you know, the, the research that we have with the, the Australian Pig Doggers and Hunters Association, that's a group with which I'm involved, but the, the you know, that, that, that's the, the sort of a, average age, or the, the most predominant age of pig hunters in Australia, is 18 to 32. And when I look back on 18 to 32, I was starting to learn some things by 32, but Jesus, at 18, I was a dumb bastard, you know? <laughs> um, and, and it was just all about action, yeah. you know? I just wanted to be out. and I was never one of these blokes that sort of had, you know, 20 mates and you wanted to, you know, go out and have a couple of tins and, you know, chase a pig because I, I'd never drink while I was chasing a pig because it, what, what happens if, if the dog got injured because I was drinking? You know, to me, it's just that, yeah. But that that's never been my go, and I don't understand blokes who do it, you know. But um, you know, I certainly don't want to sound holier than now. But you know, to me, it was always about trying to protect the dogs. I was just a bit too um, too go forward, if you know what I mean. To um, you know, to, to sort of understand that properly. But I guess what I try to get through to pig hunters now is just is just develop your dogs. You'll get a lot more pigs if you don't focus on every pig on every hunt, if you just focus on your dog, if you focus on the dogs, uh, like over a period of time, they'll determine how many pigs you get, you know? Um, And I wish I'd have known that earlier, but of course I wouldn't listen to anyone, you know, and and probably there'll be blokes who won't listen to me. So, you know, but eventually you reflect on things and just think, ooh, I could (laughs) have done done that better,
0: you know? I think, I think there's, well, you, you yeah, you've been picking, like you said, since 18, I don't, I only had a responsibility probably when I was 15, 16, maybe a little bit younger, and I, you, you, like you just said, you, you don't, you don't learn from the mistakes until you actually, you know, like, I'll never forget, um, in, in Mudderborough, yeah, know, I, I asked the property owner, I could drive out onto the town common, drive through the town common to get to the property. Yeah. And I'll never forget dad said, yeah, you can go, um, take the dog. Um, you know, be back by this time. And he gave me the responsibility of obviously the first thing he said was don't kill my dog. Um, yeah. And look after him and don't go out of this area. Obviously, because there was a channel it was Mudderborough out there there is all you know, channel downs country. And, yeah, um, sure. yeah, like you, you learn so much more once you start doing, I think I, I think I was either 13 or 14 and I'll, I'll never forget actually driving up, um, on the town common, and going, oh shit, I, there's no, no, there's no dad, there's no brother that's, yeah. you're by yourself. And, yes, um. Yes.
1: It's sort of, it's it's learning by putting your hand on the hot plate. But people can say, you know, don't touch that, don't touch that, don't touch that. And when you're a, a boy of a certain type, you'll put your fucking hand on it. <laughs> sorry. there. I didn't you're sorry. allowed to you swear put, away. But, but you'll put your, and then, that, that's right. Um, I've relaxed, see, it's where we we're on. But um, <laughs> you'll put your hand on the hot plate and then you know. Yes. And that's what I mean is you know. Yeah. Once things have gone wrong, you know what that feels like and you feel that responsibility and you go, oh, okay. You know, that's, I shouldn't have done that. It's worse when that involves a dog.
0: Yes.
1: You know, because you're utterly responsible for that animal and, and the guilt you feel if yeah. that dog gets injured or something like that. That still haunts me now. If I hunt now and a dog gets, um, you know, gets injured, yeah. as they might, yeah. Um,
0: I always think it's my fault. Yeah. You know, no, I, I, I know what, exactly what, what you mean.
1: What, what could I have done? Well, I should have done more. Um, you know, the, and the, the vet kit I carry is comprehensive.
0: I'll yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, know, but, I know exactly what you're saying. Um, I've got a couple of memories very uh, in the front of my head. Uh, and there's one I have nightmares regularly about. And uh, my mates will yeah. know, my na- my good mates know what I'm talking about. Yeah, um, yep. I've got a good scar to tell the story, and um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah.
1: One of the things that I, I say to people, is, is, you know, when they're talking about peak chasing, can see, so you can be very relaxed about it when you're young, but it's not a game of tennis. You know, if, if it, it's if it turns bad, it turns bad, yes. like really bad, and, yeah. and you know, it's um, it's capital R reality. It's not just reality; yeah. it's capital R reality. Thing. yeah. things die. People die. People get hurt. Dogs get hurt. You know, it, it's 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 a big responsibility, yes,
0: right.
1: and you, you take that on board a lot more as you get older, or if you hunt with older people.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, um, because a lot of the time when you're a young bloke, you're hunting with young blokes. Yeah. And the young blokes don't know anything. You know, it's it's just it's just the way it is. Like it's all they're all energy. You know, and that's great. As you get older, you start to feel that responsibility, and um, and that it's it, it, it accumulates in you. The mistakes you make they accumulate in your psychology, so that you're thinking each time. You, you, last time I did that, that went wrong, and last time I did that, that went wrong. Those things build up in you, and you become far more cautious about. You know, okay, that pig's that pig's running. Down the bottom of that there's four hundred meters of blackberries and the big gully and there's a rock wall there. If we get caught against that, it's all over, it's a horrible situation. And there's plenty of times now where I'll just call the bailers back and just say, yes, yeah, not, not worth it, you know. It's we're not going into that mincing machine, we'll, we'll catch him up here yeah. on the looser, you know, the next night or something, you know? Yeah. So and, and you and know,
0: that but, what you just said there. I guarantee you ninety five percent of the hunters. Will not do that. Um, I know mm-hmm. one on top of my head that does it, um, but he. I don't. I know he calls them off a different way. Um, like I yeah. don't. You know, I. I'll say his name. People know who he is. Um, Trace Trace Cronin. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We. we, we very well known, we? Yes, yeah. Trace, um, Dad, and myself, and we've all known Trace since. Well, I've got photos of Dad and Trace. I think Trace is only. Seventeen or eighteen. So, we've we've hunted with Trace quite a while, um, for a little while. Um, and I've obviously since a boy. And um he's a big river where he hunts, and he doesn't like getting because obviously inflicts on a little bit of walking, a little bit of pain, and he can't get to the dogs quick enough. So sometimes mm. there's a road there. He'll cut the he'll try and cut the dogs off before he gets there. and Normally, when the dog runs past, he will just call it call it off. Um, yep. Which is obviously, but I do know another guy, a Feedlot. Um. And he does the same thing. And it was I he that guy there taught me a lot. He was up in Kingaroy, and the way his presence was with the dogs was just um, like you mentioned before, uh, very calm. And I couldn't I couldn't get over the way he handled the dogs and, yep. um, like he he just say get up and they'd get up. You know, like the way he talked them. He never he never laid a hand on them. He never talked down to them. He was just. The, his mm. presence was enough for them to go, yes boss, you know so
1: yeah and and look and that and that you you can achieve that. see pig hunters can achieve that, but the first thing is to get that is to get your your mind right and that's about the pig hunting and that and that is that the first responsibility is towards the dogs. Um, I, I've wrote a book about dog psychology from my point of view. Um, and the way I train. I'm not, not to suggest that that's the way, it's my way. But most of it is just about reading the dog and finding the way to get um, that dog focused rather than just running around like an idiot. And none of it involves sort of harsh treatment or anything like that. It is just establishing that um, you're, you're, you're leading you know, that group of dogs, and yeah. they'll have faith in you. Yeah. It, when you lose your temper with a dog or something like that, they lose faith in you. They'll, yeah. they'll back off and they'll jump in the truck and or in the cage and all that sort of stuff. But they don't have faith in you, so they're not actually listening, they're avoiding you. Yeah. Um, whereas if you if you lead them um, and get that right, then you can communicate with them when things are hot, you know, like, so when it's all happening, you can still communicate with that dog. You can say, hey, you know, Fred, here, look, over here, there's a bigger one, you know, or whatever, and Fred will look at you, you know. Yeah. So it's, it is a, there's a whole different way to what you I I guess, to, I shouldn't say your average, I don't know what the average pig hunter is, but. So, pig hunting—the the the, the interesting pig hunting has just grown exponentially um, through you know DVDs, magazines, and things like that, and it seems like a an easy and exciting thing yeah. for blokes to get into. Um, without having like it, it's it's as though the the issue is just go out, release dog, catch pig.
0: Yeah,
1: and there's just so much more to it than that, you know, like. So a bloke like what Trace Cronin, you mentioned him, you know, um, he catches a few big chunky pigs. You know, yeah. that's not that's not an accident. Nope. You know, nope. He, he's thinking about he's thinking about where are the pigs at this time of year? Where are the pigs at this time of the month? Where are the pigs at this season with that food? You know, growing over there? Where do they run? What what are they going to do? You know, there's, there's other there's, there's a heap of other people who are catching consistently good pigs, not because they're in great country, but because they're thinking about, they're looking at patterning. Like, what are pigs doing at this time, particularly at this time of the month or this time of the year? Like, they know when the sows are in season in their country. So, you know, great big boys are going to be less cautious. They're going to be out in the middle of the day Uh, if you just poke around steadily. that They might be with the mobs. So, If you see, you know, the mob of sows and suckers at the right time of year, the first thing you do is look out at 90 degrees to either side. Forget the sows. it's going to be a big bloke just there because the sows are in season. He's going to be within 100 metres or so. And, you know, that's what, um, you know, people get a reputation for catching big boars sometimes because they're just, Going every now and then in places where there are lots of big boars. Good luck, John. Yeah. There are other bikes who are consistently sort of catching good pigs because they're learning about pig behavior and, um, yeah, you know, and, and paying attention to phases of the moon and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, so there's a whole lot more to pig hunting than just charging about and bumping into a pig. You can actually predict where a big pig will be. And that's yeah. what your, you know, your higher level hunters are, yeah. you know, are doing on a consistent basis.
0: And I have to say, Ned, there's not too many like that. Um, you know, like you just said, like predicting and working out the patterns and um, mm. stuff like that. Like
1: yeah, you, know, you know what I reckon is the easiest way to, to get people into that? I had this talk to a, a younger bloke I respect, and he's a good pig hunter. And I just said, look at when you catch a big pig, Go back through your big pig photos and make because all the photos now are digital, so on your phone or you know on the camera or whatnot, it'll keep a record of when, you know. So start to look at when you got your best peaks. Note when that photo was taken and start plotting that on a yeah. calendar.
0: Yeah, a lot of I've talked to a lot of fishermen about that, and they um yeah,
1: it's exactly the same thing. You, you start looking at that, yeah, and you'll see the pat, yeah. you'll see the pattern. You'll go well. Shit! That thing was out in the open at bloody one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah,
0: what's he doing yeah. at one o'clock in the afternoon? Why
1: is he doing that? Yeah. what's he doing? The other thing is that so that's the first thing I'd say to people if they want to if they want to jump ahead quickly, go back through your old photos and look when you have got your good bores, and uh, make just get a die, get a bloody. You know, one of those calendars that's got you know, it's easy to flip through, and uh, just start marking. I've got them there, and you'll start to notice that it's, uh, it might be all the first week of May or the yeah you know, something like that. Um, then start. Then the next thing is to look more closely at where the moon was at that time because that affects them. Um,
0: in what in what way, Ned? What
1: what is the? Um... I don't know. I don't know why it just does. Yep. So if. Um, Say, you know, a few days before the full moon, a few, for, a few days after the full moon, but certainly before the full moon, they seem to wander more. Yeah. Um, and you can start, like, it takes a while, but I'm, I'm trying to jump people ahead here. So start to make a note of that and see what pattern works in your area because it'll vary a little bit Um. In areas, yeah, where you are, yeah, it it varies a little bit by daylight and and then where the moon is at that time and things like that, you know. So, as a starting point, look at the what used to be called the you know the Maori fishing charts and things like that. Look, look on your handpiece, it'll have hunt and fish on the handpiece somewhere. Look, if it says it's a good day and what the times are, plot that against the moon, and then when it says it's an excellent day and what the times are, plot that against where the moon is, and you can and then. If you can pay attention to when sows are in season, and where I am, the, the main time is sort of, say, the first week of May, and the second big time is about the first week of September, and the third is, say, the first week of January. They'll move by a week or so, depending on the season. But then when you start, uh, when sows are in season boys are like young boys they just lose all their brains whatsoever and they'll be out in the open poking around you know looking for love so um easy to catch you know compared to staying up all night and walking the mountains and all that sort of thing so there's a whole lot of stuff that people can start to pay attention to um which is unrelated to who I've got the day off. I think I'll go out for a run and I'll get my, you know, a couple of mates and we'll go and have a few tins and chase a pig. Well, yeah. if, if you want to do that, that's great. But that—that's why blokes drop out of it. When we yeah. were talking before, I was talking about I, I used to play. I played league at school and with a couple of blokes who, well, one bloke went on to play for Australia and why not? I learned a few things from them. And I played union when I left school against blokes who played for Australia and they just belts the shit out of me, I was hopeless compared to them. <laughs> and I, I loved it, you know, I really liked sport when I was younger. But um, I grew out of that. I've never grown out of pig chasing. So most of the pig chasing world, it's like sport to them. It's fun and it's social and things like that, and they drop out of it, yeah. you know. There's only a certain number of ex-footballers who are, you know down there marking the grounds out and mowing the field and things like that um there's only a certain number of pig chasers who are old and keep going yeah and those are the people who just love it and they know stuff you know yeah. not yeah. saying that they know everything or anything like that but they just know stuff yeah
0: they've got, they got some good information
1: yeah so the young blokes who are dropping out of it they, they're just looking to run around You know, so they're not going to be paying attention. If you want to be in it a long time, you know, you've got to get out of the social aspect of it. You've got to sort of look at pig hunting as a lifestyle, and then you start to put together stuff like, um, you know, notice when when there's lots of little piglets around, because a little bit after that is when the sows come in,
0: Susan.
1: There you go. So there's the first thing. Yep. When the sows are in season, big boys will be out and they won't, won't have any caution because, the, you know, you'll, you'll catch them mounted, you know, and they'll <laughs> be bigs you didn't know were there. Use game cameras. Get them out on any country you've got access to. Get them out and just have them out for a year and yep. just see what walks past the camera. Because it will be just every now and then there'll be just a peak pop up and you just go, oh, my God, look at this.
0: Yeah.
1: I've, I've got one pig I'm still chasing I've got him on camera once and I've been hunting this same block it's only 16,000 acres but yeah, I mean that's a bigger block I've seen him once and I've had him on camera once and that's so that's not, it he's a smart old pig is he? what's
0: that? just a smart old pig is he?
1: well I don't know he's, he's smarter than me <laughs> um, but he that's so they're, they're out there there's you know those really, really good pigs are out there, and they're not. See, where I hunt, they're not like the the monsters that you get in Central Queensland. Because I hunted up there when I was a younger bloke, and Jesus, the pigs up there were huge, yeah. just massive.
0: Yeah, they get big in the cane and the crop.
1: Yeah, well, these ones were west of Rockhampton. They were the biggest pigs I've ever come across <laughs> in the in the hills
0: there,
1: oh, yeah. um, on the Fitzroy River, and just ridiculous sizes, yeah. you know. Yeah, they're
0: pretty uh, pretty big. Um, pretty big and gnarly up there. We when uh, I grew up and um, did ten years in Ingham and um, yeah, yeah, hunted the cane or Dad hunted the cane. When I was a kid. I was only very young and I remember seeing some um, some serious serious pigs. Um, yeah, you know. and
1: it's it's um, but like blokes, size isn't the, the mark of who can punch on. Yeah, you know, so yeah, well, it depends. Like, uh, like uh, guess, sorry, guess you, uh, no, no. Sorry, I'm just I'm excited about it now. No, so no, no, it's, it's good. Yeah, keep I'm all motivated. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that that's you know, like the toughest bloke in the pit in the in the bar isn't necessarily the great big bloke with tats. He could be the jockey in the corner. Yeah. You just don't know. So it's a big pig
0: is is one thing, but I like to get the pig. You know pick, what I mean? Yeah, like, no, yeah. yeah <laughs> we the guy that well a family friend of ours um he's probably he's a very well, a very consistent hunter well he has been he's he's gotten out of it uh, over time but he, his son's picked up where he he left off and he always used to say uh oh, what dog is yeah, he look at a footprint and go what dog's that and obviously i do have no idea and he'd say well you gotta learn your dogs like you know like you like you're saying but he, he always said that the the in the cane blocks the 70 80 90 kilo fellas would would kill a dog quicker than the 120 plus yeah. you know, just because yeah. they just could punch on they can you know nasty yeah. and obviously those are the, those are the pigs getting around doing all the mating and everything the the one fitties they're just too fat and lazy probably
1: yeah 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 you know and it's it's as a, as a rule of thumb that's pretty close to it you know like um. Yeah, they're your most dangerous pigs. They're are your, your sort of welterweights, middleweights, you know. Yeah. And they're, 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 <laughs> they're, sure. the, they're the ones. You know, the, the big ones can hit hard, but they don't hit as often. Yeah, yeah it's know? tiring. So, yeah, and but you know, it, it's that's the thing. It's it's it, 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 it's um, whatever happens, happens. You can a- attempt to predict it as much as possible, and you can put the odds in your favour, but it's going to happen. Yeah. You know. Um, and so one of my favourite lines that I use, and it was out of, um, I think it might have been Platoon, the movie, but it's just, have your ship wired tight. Like, have, <laughs> have, have everything charged, have spare batteries on you, have a second knife, you know, like, have your ship wired tight, because things can go wrong, you know? And so, so that, that, you know, that's important, I think, um. Have a spare pair of socks in the truck. You know, you go into a dam after a pig, you, you can't run properly after that. You'll get blisters and then you're buggered for the next week. You know, have a spare pair of socks or, um, you know, you know learn, learn from all those dramas. They're not just random things. They're, they're fairly predictable things, you know. Um, don't Don't pull your knife out too early. I've stabbed myself twice. Once in the throat. Shit. I, I pulled my yeah, no, that was ugly. Um, I, I pulled my knife out and, and ran, and uh, tripped over a bloody fallen branch in ring bark country, and landed on the knife. Oh. And uh, yeah, it was messy. I was 19, so so I. I'm, and then I, I did the game for Christ's sake. I did the game <laughs> when I was about. 35, I drove it into my arm.
0: Yeah.
1: It did nowhere near the blood, but hurt. Yeah,
0: yeah man.
1: And, and so now I've become the Nazi about put your knife away, put your knife away, put your knife away, you know. And, yeah.
0: um
1: Because stuff can go wrong, of course. It's, a, it's an active environment, and, and these are the things that, um, you know, I like to pass on to people. And, and, and maybe they'll just ignore me. I don't, it doesn't really matter to me. I'm, if they're with me, they won't ignore me because I'll just bitch at them until they put
0: their knife away. <laughs>
1: Ah, fair but, enough. Fair enough. You know, but it's it's a um, I don't know, but it's a, it's a really satisfying sort of life for me. I, I've got a lot out of it. Um, I like passing it on. It's one of the reasons I'm involved. Well, it's the only reason I'm involved with the um, Australian Pig Dogs and Hunters Association. It's like I'm not a committee type guy or a club type person. I just rather stay by myself. But I feel like. Um, I can. I, I know some things that might be useful to keeping pig hunting legal, because right? that's that sort a of knife edge at all times. At all times. Yeah. And the the danger for us is particularly Facebook, because you get some excited, yeah. or dumb bastard who. Oh, I want to put up this, you know, picture of my pup doing this and that, and they're standing there videoing, uh, you know, a pup on a pig.
0: Yeah.
1: any of that is actionable under law now. We, you know, we don't live in a vacuum. The rest of the world is watching us, and there are any law that allows pig hunting in Australia is on the premise that it doesn't cause um, unnecessary pain or suffering to the pig. To so stand videoing yeah. for longer than about. You know, like if you video for more than about fifteen seconds, is in that time you can say, "Well, I was looking to get in safely and be able to humanely kill the pig." Anything longer than that, um, and you're just allowing the dog to hang on the pig, yeah. and that's actionable yeah. under law. And the people who hate us will use that against us in the future. Yeah. So, you know, that that that's a thing that's worth with people thinking about you know we're we're being watched at all times
0: Oh, absolutely, Absolutely. well that's that's like one thing i um well i don't know if you know much about barling scullion barbecue but we try to educate hunters to do the right thing and and obviously you know some people can use the beat and but one of the things was was you know backing your mates up which is your dog and um Mm. that was a, a big thing i had a big chat about it oh it would have been a year or so ago um, because obviously I, I do film and, um, you know, I, I I do film the hunting and stuff, but I go out with people. So I'm not there with the, you know, I'm not just Dickie die with the camera. There's obviously a, a, another hunter there who's trying to get, yeah. the, get the kill. But, um, yeah, there was a couple of videos, I think, last year. Um, it was really good to see the, the pig hunting community. Um, take it down very quickly If it was up There was one guy yeah, He was yeah. an idiot He put up uh, Some pig he, he was His mate was trying to get in there But there were two pigs Four dogs And would, yes. there was not much wrong with it Other than the, the dick was just sitting there filming You know like Get in and grab the other pig Or something like that And a lot, it, it went down instantly It was really good I think it was on a It was on some page um, I can't remember what the page was called But yeah It was well, yeah,
1: it's, look, it, yeah. it, it's I, I understand that everyone's excited, you know. Um, however, the, our first responsibility is to back up the dogs. The second responsibility is to kill the pig quickly. Yes. you know? Exactly. The, it, the, the, the key to it is if you want a video, you have a dedicated video person, mm. not someone who's standing off going, oh, this is fantastic. And they can just video the people running in, getting hold of the pig, getting the dogs mm. off it you know, and sticking the stick in the to get it done. Yeah. You know, that, like, it's not to say that you can't video, you can. Yeah. But um, video the people running in and getting the job done.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, rather than, like, like, there's just no place standing around going, oh, look at Fluffy, Fluffy's really hanging hard, you yeah. know, and nothing's happening, like, where, where's the person? Yeah. Um, you know, th- so that's, what, that's where it goes wrong. Um, and that, 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 just won't be tolerated by the rest of society and they'll determine whether we pick up into the future or not, you yeah. know, um, but anyway, that's, that's a whole other, other topic, you know, and I don't want to be the old blood lecturer and every bastard, you know?
0: No, no, that's all right. Well, we'll keep going with your, your APDHA. Um, yep. so, so tell us what you do there, mate. That's, um, obviously you, like uh, you just, just this- said, like you just said, you, you know, you you're not a committee man but
1: you're well, I, I don't I don't love that people people sort of sometimes when, when I'll say something on Facebook people will sort of go well yeah well, we don't like doing that what do you think I do Jesus Christ it's it's um, but I see it as a necessity it's an absolute necessity to have an organized voice to represent pickups you know and to be able to say well this is this is what we're doing this is how we're educating people this is how we're making people aware of the law. This is how we're um, actually helping the community. This is the economic value of pig hunting. Um, And there needs to be an organisation that does that. Most pig hunters don't want to join because they don't get it. They just want to hunt pigs, you know. We've got a really good, strong core uh, of people on the committee. I make the most noise so I get the most attention. Yeah. Um, but here we've got a good committee, you know, and they do all sorts of stuff. They're dealing with governments, they're dealing with members, they're dealing with all sorts of stuff that doesn't attract attention. I get attention because I'll be the person speaking in the media and things like that. There's, you know, don't, don't assume I'm it. I mean, I've got the easiest job. I just make a noise. Yeah. there's people doing all the admin, all the bloody talking to government, all that sort of stuff. Like for instance, APDHA members have got their own um, national parks to hunting in the Northern Territory. Separate, to whatever other arrangements are going.
0: Okay. And that
1: was all. That was all set up by the, the committee members up there. They they organised a trial. Um, you know, the Northern Territory government said, "Okay, we'll see what you can do with the pigs." They did very well. Yep. Um, and so now there's an ongoing. Relationship with national parks up there, where, hunters uh, with dogs are going into their own areas that are set aside specifically for them. Well,
0: that's that's, that's um that's really good because oh,
1: it's incredible, well, isn't yeah,
0: it? Yeah, that's but amazing because you know
1: those so that, That's the APDHA. That's the sort of thing they're doing. That's not me. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, You know, they, like we'll discuss it and I'll be involved and things like that. But the, the guys who are actually doing it, the guys on the ground there, and they're dealing with the Northern Territory government all that sort of stuff and we'll we support them in whatever way we can you know but that that's the 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 reason people should join it is because every first thing is every uh, politicians pay attention to numbers every member we get we we just could go see this is who we represent we represent that many people and they are law-abiding and decent and they are keen to do the right thing and boom we're in the Northern Territory national parks, and let me tell you, you know, that's a good score. Yes. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: um, and I mean, you can camp, and you can do. It. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you're an APDHA member in Victoria, you can go to the Northern Territory, camp in a national park, and hunt pigs.
0: Wow.
1: That's a whole. That's a whole other world. Yeah. I, well, like, when I was 18, if that was possible, I wouldn't have come back. <laughs> I, you know, my God. Yeah. Anyway, um, so because it's very hard. Get, it's very
0: hard getting um, uh, land up in in, in the territory because you know, the blocks oh, are so big my, and it's just it's,
1: it's harder than people think. Oh yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Like a lot, lot of the lot of the uh, non-members are just patient; they're just running off the roads and things like that. And, yeah. And you know, and I, I'm not I'm not up them, but I'm, it's a lot harder than you think to get to get the country in the territory. You know, like. The, there's only a handful of stations, and then the rest of it's national park. And if you're not, you're not in. You're not in.
0: Mm, you know, exactly
1: right. Man. But anyway, so the other thing that that's important about the APDHA is that because we are um, uh, set up in a way that governments recognise and accept, we get to go to the meetings. So instead of you know them just randomly saying you know someone saying oh man, pig hunting. You know, you can't, with no disrespect to other hunting organisations, but you can't rely on them to back us. We have to back ourselves. Yeah. And it costs money and it takes time to go, you know, like we had one example where um, another committee member who was at Manila, not far from here, and, and I had to go to Sydney for a meeting about, you know, rural crime, hunters, and da-da-da-da-da, and we had to be there at nine. For us to be there, we had to leave at 3.30 from our houses to get to where the flights would leave from yeah. and get into town and then get out to where the meetings were, you know. No one's doing that because it's exciting or fun or you get anything out of it. You're just doing it because you think it's the right thing to do. Yeah. So someone's got to pay for those flights, and someone's got to... Um, you know, someone's got to make you feel like it's worthwhile. If there's only 10 of you, well, you don't feel like it's worthwhile. If there's 10,000 of you, you feel like it's very worthwhile. So it, it's a, it's about having your own representatives and pig hunting will not survive unless we have a seat at the table in every state and every territory in Australia, whenever they talk about hunting, whenever they talk about the law. Whenever they talk about who gets cut out of this, we, we like to be there going, "Yeah, not us, you know, for these reasons, you know." So um, that's why I'm involved. Um, I, I pig, I, pig hunting's got given me a lot in life. I'm, I, I love it. Um, I would like my grandchildren to have the same options or more. Um, if if I didn't think like that, well, I, I could just. I'm set, you know, I'm I'm doing pest control for a living, I'm training dogs for a living, um, I don't need to do anything, to, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm, it's 10, 10 more years, I'm 70, how many pigs do you think I'm going to be chasing then? Not a lot, <laughs> no, so I don't need to be doing this, to look after myself or anything like that, it's You know, it's altruistic. I'm doing it because I I want my grandchildren and other people to be able to to pig hunt, and I'm trying to educate them in in how best to do that. Same as everyone on that committee of the APDHA. Same as every member of the APDHA. They're all putting their own money up, 80 bucks a year, not a lot of money, but they're putting their own money in.
0: Is that all it is, 80 bucks a year?
1: Yeah, it's a joke. People talk about, oh yeah, 80 bucks, my God. I could go to the pub tonight. Eighty bucks wouldn't get me through
0: the first hour. No, no, it wouldn't.
1: Jesus Christ! <laughs> and that comes with twenty million dollars in public liability insurance.
0: So you're insured you know? for eighty bucks. You're you're insured, and and you, you know, you yeah. get inside information, and then you get to go and hunt Northern territory, national yeah. parks.
1: You know, it, it it's like you just wonder why someone wouldn't do it. But anyway, that's not my concern. My concern is just trying to look after our members, and the same as every other committee member on it. Like. There's no glamour in it. There's no joy in it. I can tell you, it's just boring shit. Well, we just do the boring stuff and just keep boring away, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's the other side of it. It's like, not not everyone on the committee is a bloody, you know, six year old man either, you know, it's plenty of young but they, they they see the future, and, and the future is being organised. Yeah. You know, you've got to be Organised. I can tell you, the people that hate hate pig hunting are very
0: organised. Yes, yes. Well, we've seen that from the um the duck, the ducking. Um, oh yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I do worry about the pig hunting. Um, you know. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: and we and we should. Yeah, we should be very
0: worried. We should be. I do. I I, I do. Um, you know, Look at the, the the guys making DVDs and and YouTube and all that, and you know, like I think the smart option is to. Get it off YouTube, get it off Facebook, maybe put it into a website or an app, you know, so, you know, people... I, don't, I, know, I know it sounds silly, but if people pay for it, you know, I don't see a, a greenie going and paying a subscription base or something like that, you know, where in YouTube yeah. land, that'll be all... got Hunting will be banned in 10 years' time. Mm.
1: Yeah. Well, look, it's, it's, it's about... I've got to say that, that, you know, we we have a good relationship with lots of um, DVD producers and we can communicate with them and so we'll offer suggestions. And, you know, in the main, they're pretty switched on now. Um, YouTube guys are different. Like, the guys that are making a living out of it, they're looking to sustain their living and they're often experienced big hunters and they're they're open to suggestions. You know, it's like Bill Bloggs being excited about... You know, oh, I'm going to start a YouTube channel. I'm going to be a media star. You know, that's that's the death of us um, because those guys often aren't thinking about the implications. They're just looking for their um,
0: thirty seconds of fame.
1: Their hit. You know, so we we don't want to sort of attack anyone. We want everyone to come on board. Let's we'll all go through this together. You know, there's ways of doing things. Um, I I have to say it, like, it's, it's way better. Like say 10 years ago, there'd be one voice saying, what are you doing? Jesus, man, that, that could, that could hurt us. And you'd have 20 blokes going, oh, you pussy. You don't even understand, you know, and you're, you know, rah, 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 and all this sort of stuff. And now it's reversed.
0: Yeah. I, I had this exactly the same chat with, um, Jamie O'Toole on the, um, on the podcast. He said exactly the same thing. Um, yeah. You get crucified these days for, for doing stuff like that.
1: Oh, yeah, and fast, you know. And, and that's the thing. People understand more. And then that's part of the education, um, you know, that's gone on with the APDHA well before me, you know. And, uh, like, again, you know, I'm not saying that's me. that That's the organisation. It's bigger than any of us individuals. Um, that, they've been working on this and trying to communicate for ages and, um, and we're just carrying on... Um, you know, that message is like box clever, box clever. You know, I said to one bloke one day, you know, he was arguing with me about this and I said, Jesus, I'd hate to be playing a bloody bank robbery with you. You dumb bastard. <laughs> whatever, whatever crossed his mind, he was publishing on Facebook. He just going, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, it you know, it's just sort of just shutting the fuck up.
0: No, no, I know exactly what you're saying. You know, like you're some idiot. You just go, fuck a duck. You know, seriously, like,
1: uh, hmm. And 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 uh, like and good riddance to them. Like if I offend those sort of places, I don't care. You know, like I I don't want some dumb ego driven prick determining my future or my grandchildren's future. You know, like exactly. just 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 think outside that sort of thing. Don't get competitive about uh, you know you're you're not going to be dictated, well dictated to every day. It, it's but you know. <laughs> you don't need to, to broadcast every single thing you do.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: you, you can pick and choose things and think about the impact of that on the rest of the community, you know. And, and I'm not suggesting we hide stuff and all that sort of thing, you know. I just think we improve. We get better educated. We um, we understand that the rest of the community isn't fascinated by pigs like we are and they, they, don't, they don't love pig dogs like we do and they don't... You know, they don't know that uh, we're one of the tools that's used. You know, they they just see us They can just see us as buffheads. Yeah. So the more buffhead we act, the more we reinforce the um, the
0: stereotype. Yeah, I, I do think we are we are going in the right direction, um, in a way with the buffheads. Yeah. It's,
1: it's just whether it's whether we're going far enough and fast enough. Well, that's, that's
0: exactly right. You know, we look at the duck situation, in Victorian. Um, I'm like I I'll, I I'll say this quite frequently. I'm not into the gov. You know, I I'm not a member. Um, yeah. I, I probably I I will look into it after this, and I probably will be because, you know, I'm I've, I will. If you
1: join, if you join, I'll send you a KitKat.
0: There you go. I, yeah, how about that? I'm on a diet yeah. anyway, so I probably shouldn't. Yeah, now you bastard.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: I'll have to come up and do the running for you. I'll, I'll stick yeah, to the pig yeah. for you. You can point yeah. and swear. So oh, I'll point. Yeah, no, I'll
1: go the pointing down, and I'll eat the Kit Kat.
0: Yeah, well, that's but, probably right because that's all I've ever done as a as a kid. Dad would point and go, "Go get the pig." So I was the I was the, yeah. the anyway. It's changing slowly, but. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm slowly, slowly getting to the pointing stage. But if I'm with him, I'll never be like that. But anyway, yeah. so, so, mate, Tonks said you're also you did a bit of DPI in the uh, yeah yeah. It... I, well,
1: I worked, I worked for the game council as a um, what they called the a game manager, but which which was essentially a hunting policeman. Um, While well, they were still a game council and before they became the DPI game unit, and that was good. I did that for three years or so. Yeah, um, and I learnt about that was great because I learnt about how government departments think about hunting and all that sort of stuff and where it sort of fits where it sort of fits in. Um, and the vast majority of the people I dealt with were just all over the law and they were great, you know, like hunters. They were especially with the so that was in relation to hunting on public land in New South Wales, and they were like they were grateful. That they had the opportunity, you know, and so they were looking to to meet all the requirements. And but we we hunt blokes like we hunted pigs, you know, like we'd be sort of going, okay. So <laughs> one group of blokes we followed in the snow at about three o'clock in the morning. We bumped into them earlier and just said, you know, like what are you doing? Here? You know, And I knew who one of them was. Yeah, they'd be pig chasing and they'll camp sort of outside the area that we were monitoring, you know. And, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, oh, no, 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 we're doing this and then we're doing that, you know. And da, 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 da. Anyway, so that was great. So that was about, you know, nine o'clock. And then, so about three o'clock in the morning, we're poking around and it was snowing. And, uh, we said, oh, look, fresh tracks, you know. Da, 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 da. And then we, we, one of the things we did, people like you, if you're patrolling. Out in the bush, you'll do things, you'll have little markers that might get bumped by a tyre or something like that. Yeah, we'll okay. like, oh, that's gone down. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's their fresh tracks. In we go. And we followed them by their rum cans.
0: Oh, what?
1: Yeah, dumb bastards. You yeah. know, like just just the I... sort of dumb shit that you come across. Um, you know, because they're going along, going, oh, oh it's going to go in here. And they, you know, and I, I, I'd spoken to the bloke beforehand, I knew his father, and just said, well, look, don't do not do this, like, don't, don't do it. And, uh, oh, no, mate, no, 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 anyway, they did So, you know, we rolled them over of the swags at about 4 o'clock in the morning, you know, in the snow, and it was all very full on. <laughs> so there were, um, oh, and other blokes, you know, because we struck, we struck another lot at about 2 o'clock in the morning, and they, they finally said, how did you know we'd be here? And we were both pig chasers, the, the other guy and I, and we said, well, if we, were, if we were hunting pigs, this is where we'd be at this time, you know? Like, you're not dealing with monkeys. <laughs> and they lost all their gear and all that sort of stuff. And and it used to be, like, I used to enjoy that because, to me, they were the blokes who were absolutely undermining pig hunting and undermining all that sort of stuff. And they were just... Um, just pricks of people, you know, yeah. like they couldn't just go, Oh, well, all we're going to do is get a license and do this. And then I'm away. You know, they, they were going to be the big, you know, they're going to be the, the, the red hot crims, you know, yeah. and Oh God. How, much,
0: how much was a fine back then, mate?
1: Oh, it might be 500 bucks for each thing. Yeah. No, good. Um, that was before, um, you know, the, the, the confiscating vehicles and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, you'd, try, you'd, you'd hit them for a few things and take all the gear. And, and I had no qualms about that. Like, I'm I'm not, you know, <laughs> I'm I'm not a quasi-cop by any stretch of the imagination. But these blokes, to me, were deliberately trying to ruin pig hunting. Like, I, I treated them the same as if they were, you know, a vandal I, I'd call it set and fight on the youth. Yeah. Because that's, that's, to me, what they were doing. They were set and fight my lifestyle. Yeah. For their own... Selfishness, and and you know that within five five years they're going to be out of it because they will have found something else.
0: You yeah. know, yeah, they okay. would have found the ice pipe probably or something like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we struck a few of those. So, but, yeah, um, but you didn't. But yeah, you know, so I I did that for a few years, but the main thing I, I, that I got out of it and that I was able to bring back to the um, APDHA was how government departments think and what it is that that you know, is a trigger for them and they 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 as well as the government need to hear from a an organised voice. You need to be communicating with them all the time because otherwise the danger is that the dickhead they catch at three o'clock in the morning on the piss and in the wrong place is the representative of the whole of Pig. Home. Yeah. Exactly. So if they don't have any other counter to that, then we're all the same to a government department or a law enforcement person, you know? Yeah. So, so it, um, yeah. So, th- so that's why there's got to be an organised voice. You've got to have a, you've got have a seat at that table, you know. But anyway, that's yeah. um. it, it, it was a, it was a very interesting experience. I met some great people too. You know, like it, it was really enjoyable. I'm not a good public servant though because. A little bit inclined to say, well, "Why are we doing that?" Because
0: that seems to be wasting money. And oh, yeah, <laughs> you think of a, a different view in there. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. I, I think, I, I think I'd be the same. I think I'd struggle a bit saying, "Oh, that's yeah, stupid." I, I, I did. I, so, I did. so you also did a bit of pest management. Uh, you do a bit of pest management, and yeah,
1: well, um, trapping. Um, so you do yeah, that now? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm in the middle of a fox baiting program now, so. For instance, with the fox baiting, it's, um, you know, about developing a plan for a place in, in line with their either environmental or agricultural sort of things. So one place I do a fox baiting program for is to protect their dung beetles. Well. Not to protect lambs. It's to protect their dung beetles. That's interesting. Because they... Yeah, it is. You know, there's a whole lot of shit going on out there in the agricultural community in terms of science and whatnot. And uh, so dung beetles, very, very important part of their pasture management. And so, um, you know, we smash foxes. Like, you know, you're laying 1080 baits for them. You're um, trapping, shooting as you go, that sort of thing. Uh, Other places it's about trying to increase lambing percentages
0: um so you 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 do it for property owners or is it a government
1: um no no, all of mine's private so it's um like individual property owners like you know bill Bloggs who owns that farm or it's um uh you know big corporations who own farms yeah um they're looking for people who are you know certified and qualified and then have a plan and and you know I, i treat it all, all of this stuff I treat the same as hunting, you know, like where are the foxes gonna be? Where we, like like where, where we put baits is where you'd set a trap, you know? Yeah. Um and you follow the best science, you know, because you don't want anything else picking up a bait, you know, so everything's buried or da 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 da. But I've had um pig trapping contracts too, you know, I took eight hundred off one place. Wow. One, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um you know, so you uh, if it, just a quick tip: If anyone's uh, looking to trap pigs, get onto a product called Carro Sweet. Oh, yeah. a good thing. You only need about a third of a cup on top of whatever bait you're using. Um, put carrots just sprinkle Carro Sweet on top of it. Jesus. Pigs, pigs love it. Um, <laughs> and don't don't set your trap too early. Let pigs go in, and um, they leave a trail of Carro Sweet in their crap as they go in and out to the trap. And um, you'll see it over a week or two. We you know one pig will become 20 30 you know, bang, they're on the trap. Yeah. So, uh, so how long know. how
0: long would you leave a trap um a trap for, mate?
1: Oh, initially, I it depends on the country, but I might feed them for a couple of weeks, um, and then I'd start setting the door. You know.
0: Yeah. Um, are you boxing these pigs, or are you um no, just, just...
1: No, no? I'm just paid to uh, to nuke them. Yeah. So nice. I just nuke them, and that creates its own. Um, attractant as well, yep. because I just net them right then and there and have them out of the trap and there to the side and that becomes a the reason you have them um, in one spot like that is partly because it attracts pigs but it's also a biosecurity thing that, that all of those dead animals are in the one spot, they're not just spread out all over the bloody place, you yeah. know Yeah. Um, because for some people that, for some corporations that's part of the plan they want to know where the dead animals are for a variety of reasons yeah. you know, yeah um, but, yeah, like maybe a week, maybe two weeks, um, and then we just start uh, setting the trap. And I might only set the door once a week, you know, so I might go up, um, I might feed the trap, oh, you know, three or four times, five times a week um, to keep the tucker up to them and the carrot sweet. Then I'll set the door, you know, once that, that week, um, go up in the afternoon, set the door, um, you know, feed it up, Camp on the ground, get up in the morning and just shoot everything in the traps. Yeah, and you might have ten or fifteen traps in all the place. So sometimes there's lots. Sometimes I'd like fourteen's the most I've ever had in one little box trap.
0: How big? So, is it, how a box trap?
1: Oh, uh, meter and a half by two meters, maybe. Oh,
0: so not big at all.
1: No, I oh, know fourteen in one of those. I, I, the, the day I saw it, I was looking looking from a good way away. I went, Jesus, that's the biggest pig in the history of pigs, you know. But it was just, it was fourteen of them, but they were all just mashed on top of one another. It yeah. just looked like I just went, Jesus Christ! You know, this <laughs> thing is going to smash that trip. You know, I got up there and said, Oh no, okay, it's just you know, the family group. Because you, what you're trying to do is get get the whole family group. Yeah. You know? yeah. And and don't believe the big boars won't be trapped. You can trap big boars. Um, you know, and the big clever old blokes, and all you can trap them. But but the key to it, one of the keys, uh, carrotsweet. They love that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Our mate, made uh, Jamie Atuli, uh tool He um he sent me a pictures yesterday, and he um he's had been having a bit of success with his traps. Uh, he got a good yep. he got a good follow there the other day. I think he said yep. about, about 80, 90, 90 kilos live. I think it was. Um, yeah. Which is a good pig for that area around Gundawindi. So.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're, 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 they're wild pigs up there too, mate. Don't worry. They'll. Uh, yeah. That that size pig up there will do a lot of damage.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They've been chased a fair bit. Those um, pigs around that area.
1: Mm-hmm, definitely. Yes. But yeah. So um, that that's sort of it in a nutshell. You know, there's you, you can stay in and around pig chasing all your life if you sort of box a bit clever. If, if you're doing it as an interest then you need to support the people who are keeping it legal because see I I'm, like I said before I'm set I'm, I'm doing this as a as a profession the, the pest control thing is going to last no matter what yeah. uh, and I, I no longer have big dogs I have uh, located dogs they indicate on scent you see yeah. so um, so I'm I, I personally whatever happens I'm sweet
0: yeah
1: but that's you know, it depends. If you want to think like that as an individual, you can. I don't. I'm inclined to think, well, you know, we should be able to have a hunt. You know, we should be able to enjoy this, and like I said, my grandkids should be able to enjoy this sort of lifestyle. It's a legitimate cultural activity. It's a legitimate lifestyle. We just have to accept that um, the broader community has expectations, and we need to meet them.
0: Yeah, that's that's it. Couldn't agree more. Do you, do you do any fishing, mate? Do you? I'm I'm the,
1: I'm an absolute crack fisherman. Um, <laughs> I'm more of a, a drinkerman. I'm yeah. inclined to sit in a big lounge. And I've got um, i got a son who's a uh, a mad pig chaser. I've got a daughter who's a fossicker. And I've got a, uh, another son who is a dynamite cod fisherman. Um, and he yeah he, he's obsessed with cod like. Uh, like his brother and I are with uh, uh, with with pigs, um, so like if you're with him, there's going to be cod caught, and there's going to be big ones, um, <laughs> but it's not going to be by me. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to be stoking the fire or putting something in the camp of him. No, fair
0: enough, fair enough. Does he? Um, he said he made some lures. Uh, I, yeah. I think I saw that. What, what kind of lures are they called?
1: Uh, cod king lures. There it's, you go. Um, yeah, he lives on the river at Ann Burrell and uh, that's where he does all his trials, but not a lot of cod fishermen, no, because he's, he's fishing out of Copeton a lot. And, oh, yeah, that's
0: know, the Copeton down there.
1: Yeah. yeah, but Cod King lures, I'll tell you what, they do catch some fish. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of lures will catch big cod, yep. um, so I'm not saying, yeah, you know, they're the only ones or anything like that, but I just, anyway, he's on Facebook, people can have a look at that and see yep. what they reckon.
0: So, so, Ned, how do we... Um... I don't know if you want to be contacted, but, um, so the best,
1: the best way is, um, if, if it's about dog training and things like that, I've got a, um, the book, my book was called the make a method and I've got a make a method hunting dog training page on Facebook. Um, and people can send me a message through that if they want to chat. And that's, that's probably the simplest way to do it.
0: Yeah. Perfect. Perfect, mate. And, um, well, thank you very much for coming on. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I know, I know a couple of the the older blokes that that I talk to will um will love listening to you um because yeah uh, you, you sound like my kind of man uh you know yeah I, I think I could sit around and have a, a fire and have a beer with you for hours and and, and oh you know.
1: look I I think I'm fantastic around a fire but yeah my, I say I just say to people look. Most of the stuff you hear about me is myth, and the second part of that is I made up all the myths. So don't <laughs> don't, don't build me up too much. No, yeah, you know,
0: that's I'm, all right. I'm just a pig
1: chaser, and I'm old. That's no, all.
0: No, well, you, you 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 support you know you you support us, mate. Well, you you know you you lead the charge in a way, and um, you know I think um, I'm definitely going to sign up to um, uh, to APDHA. If I can say it properly, be one day it'll be uh, too many letters for me in one word. I think it's a problem. Yeah, no, I
1: understand. Well, you, you know, you
0: stand and pick them. Yeah, it's gonna be simple. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. You know, I'll, I'll, yeah, but yeah, I'll um, I'm gonna jump on and sign up because um, I'd love to hunt the Northern Territory one day, uh, national yeah. parks. Um, Mate, you'll hunt it. you in a couple of weekends if you
1: want. Oh, that's so a serious well,
0: <laughs> drive. Serious drive for me. Yeah.
1: Yes. But all right, no, it's been a pleasure, mate. I've appreciated it. Thanks
0: very much. No, thank no, thank you, mate, for coming on. And um, yeah, so there you go, guys. Ned Makeham, uh, dog trainer, pig hunter, obsessed, and uh, author. So there you go. Remember, guys. Remember, follow us, like us, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Thanks, guys, for listening. I'm Lawson White, and this is Bailing, Scaling, and Barbecue. You, BSB baby!